Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, June 29th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. And joining me is Tim Ma Fucking Gettys. It's my birthday eve, Bless, today. Whoa, happy birthday and, eve. Uh, and uh, something exciting that I, I don't know if the Kind of Funny universe knows. It is your birthday eve, eve, eve. Yeah, Eve, because Eve, Eve. July second is is blessing out of Yogi Junior's birthday. So everyone, plan yeah, something nice. Oh, shit, do something for fun for him. His inaugural kind of funny birthday. Bless Dude, finally, I can. I'm turning 19, man. I'm I'm really excited. Oh, yeah, that's that's really funny. Funny. Yeah, that's a good response. You know? That's a good response. Now, can you tell me the goddamn 20. truth? How old are you turning? I'm turning 26. I'm turning 26. So I'm no no longer in my early 20s. Now I'm oh, starting. Yeah. I'm starting to reach my my I guess later twenties, and I don't you, know I how I feel about it. Call it your mid twenties. My mid twenties. I, I guess that's fair. yeah. Your mid twenties. That yeah. sounds about right. Which is 24, yeah, 25, I've, and twenty six, right? Anything over that, it's your late twenties. I guess that makes sense. That makes sense mathematically. Ever ever since I turned <laughs> about twenty one or twenty two, I feel like I've had the fear of turning thirty for some reason, and now that I'm twenty five, turning twenty six, I'm kind of excited for thirty when that good. comes. Well, it's because like, you're weird how on that's a good you know, yeah, you have so many years ahead of you. Things are, things are going to be great. Everyone was telling me it's like, hey, 30 scary and shit out 30. I was like, let's go. I'm stoked about this. But I'm turning 31 tomorrow. And like, I'm oh, fine. Yeah. But that's the thing where I'm like, holy shit, that is some legit old man shit. Yeah, you know that's I mean? an age. 31 yeah. is like, whoa, like I never thought I'd live to be 31. Like if you told high school, yeah. Tim, one day you're going to be 31. I'm going to be like, not me. I didn't no, think I, I was gonna die it. before it. I just didn't think it was gonna happen, you know. No, I'm def- I'm definitely there with you. Uh, are you doing anything for your birthday? Uh, no, just chilling. Just chilling. Just yeah. vibing. Yeah, yeah. I hung out with a couple people on me. the weekend. But what, what what's your plan? Uh, I plan I plan to chill for the most part. Though I've been thinking about doing a birthday Zoom. Um, okay. because that's that's the thing that I've seen quite a few friends doing, and they'll essentially just grab a bunch of people, put them in a in a Zoom chat, and just hang out. I'm thinking mm-hmm. about doing that, but I also don't I I also don't like being the center of attention that much. Mm. Which I on know your is, birthday, is it's not your choice. Like that's the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and I know that's wild. As somebody who's like hosting a podcast currently that is live in front of thousands, it's a of different people. type of attention. Yeah, yeah, right. I feel like I'm putting the, t- the attention on the video games, not necessarily myself. And so I'm feeling that out. We'll we'll see how that how that goes, but. Keep yeah, so updated. far that's the plan. I'll I'll keep you all updated. That happens. Maybe there'll be some shenanigans. Maybe there'll be some crazy things that happen. We'll see. But Tim, enough mm-hmm. about birthdays. Let's talk about a magical update on that Harry Potter RPG. Doctor Disrespect getting disrespected and more because this <laughs> is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for Kind of Funny Games daily. To be a part of the show, head to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where bronze members or above get to write in, and silver members or above get the show ad-free with the exclusive daily post show housekeeping tomorrow morning we're reacting to dreams uh to dreamscom live uh that's right join me and greg as we react to media molecules live stream as they look at some of the most exciting dreams community projects in development and some updates from the dreams team we've been talking a lot about dreams this whole year ever since PSLU XOXO started and it's been that was this like, a year. Long- 
That was, was this year, this by the way. Year? How? That, Dreams came out this year, which still feels wild. And, we, and me and Greg, of course, have had so many conversations about that, ge- that game from pre-release to release to even now post-release and us talking about, like, what's next for Dreams? What, do, what Are we excited for Dreams still? What does that look like? Uh, and so I'm really excited for this stream tomorrow because there's somebody who really likes Dreams. and somebody who I, I'm going to say I really love Dreams. It's somebody who, who, who really enjoys that game. Um, it's really exciting to see this type of, of attention being given to it and, and them having their own live stream to, to highlight what's going on in the community and in the game itself. And so that's happening again tomorrow at 9 a.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash games. Also, we have cool friends with Laura Bailey is live right after this episode of KFGD. Uh, she and Greg talk about her, her career, and her role in The Last of Us Part 2. So stay tuned right here on twitch.tv slash games, or you can listen to that later or watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunny or your podcast service of choice. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Muhammad Muhammad, Connor Nolan, and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Brooke Linden, but I'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. A baker's dozen! Starting with our number one, WB's Harry Potter RPG is still very real, and we now have more details on it. Thanks to Jason Schreier at Bloomberg, who writes... One of the most anticipated video games is one whose existence has yet to be acknowledged by its publisher, Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. It's a big-budget Harry Potter game that will let players role-play as wizards and roam a vast open-world recreation of Hogwarts and its surrounding areas. Yeah, well. The long-rumored project is very real, according to two people currently working on it. The game is in development at a Warner Brothers-owned studio, Avalanche Software, in Salt Lake City, Utah, and is scheduled, scheduled for release late next year for platforms, including the upcoming PS5 and Xbox Series X, said the people who requested anonymity were fears that they would be fired for speaking publicly about an unannounced game. Harry Potter is among the highest profile projects within Warner Brothers Interactive, along with a Batman game that is in the works. Footage from a very early version of the Untitled game began circulating in 2018. That video was authentic, but most of the rumors that have, that have come out since are not, said one of the people working on it. Despite a series of challenges, a global pandemic, a fierce backlash against the franchise's creator, a possible sale of the Warner Brothers video, video game publishing business, the game remains on track for next year, the person said. Within the team, though, uh, some anxiety surrounds the work. The studio's management has not yet addressed recent comments from the author J.K. Rowling that were widely viewed as transphobic, the people said. The situation made some members of the team uncomfortable and sparked private discussions among staff. Um, and Jason Schreier's article on Bloomberg goes into more detail because there seems to be a lot, a lot of anxiety revolving around uh, just that specific issue, the J.K. Rowling thing. The article continues, though. The potential sale of Warner Brothers Interactive would have an even greater impact on the game's future, said Matthew Canterman, an analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence. Pricey projects are, at, are, are, the most, are the most at risk of cancellation in the event of a sale, he said, quote, especially something like this that has been in the works for years, end quote. Uh, CNBC, which reported two weeks ago uh, on talks to sell at and owned gaming unit, said the deal wasn't imminent. Warner Brothers had uh, had originally planned to announce the Harry Potter game during a news conference at the trade show E3 in June, according to people familiar with the plans. When E3 was canceled due to coronavirus epidemic, uh, the, the publisher's marketing roadmap, roadmap shifted. The new plan is to unveil the Batman game in August at a digital event called DC Fandom, 
and the Harry Potter game will be revealed later, a person with knowledge of the plans said. Tim, we've been talking a lot about this Harry Potter game ever since it first leaked. Does, what does this update do for you? Does this make you more excited? Does this make you more nervous? Are you looking forward to it possibly being released next year, possibly? Here's the thing. There's, there's a lot going into this where it's like, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter guy, but I do think that this uh, is a game that I would like to exist in the world. Like, it looks like the the type of thing that from the little bit of gameplay that we saw leaked um, years back at this point, um, it excites me that this is seeming to be a next-gen game as opposed to a yeah. late-this-gen game. Like, that's pretty cool. And um, I know that, you know, people like Barrett or even Cool Greg could potentially get super into this. Um, I do think the announce was, and Kevin as well. Kevin could get into this. Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm interested in the the rollout plan and the announcements. WB Games is in such a weird place right now with with everything that they were just talking about there. Um, But the Batman game being teased as long as it has in as bizarre ways as it has over the last year, right? And the game's still not announced. We got to assume it's going to be at this DC fandom thing, but we've got to assume it was going to be at like four different things that have already happened and it wasn't right. Yeah. This seems the most dialed in. It's interesting to me that they would split the WB game stuff um, across different events, but this being focused just on DC wouldn't make sense to have Harry Potter anyways. Right. So I get that Harry Potter being announced uh, later seems totally fine. And Harry Potter could be a big enough deal to be lumped into a, playstation event or an xbox event whether it's a future state of play or what whatever xbox decides to do because you got to imagine xbox once the series x launches is going to have inside xbox but they'll also have a bigger yeah i mean they kind of they kind of had that that rotation between inside xbox and then their xo live events that would happen happen once a a year which you can't really have now yeah so whatever that ends up looking like perhaps it'll be there that could be interesting um, if they do make the XO event digital this year. Um, but yeah, it's uh, uh, Nibble on uh, Twitter says some other new details in the Harry Potter AAA game developed by Avalanche, scheduled for late next year. Open world Hogwarts and surrounding areas uh, to be revealed after DC Fandom. Rowling has very little direct involvement. Involvement. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that's interesting to me, where it's like, I bet that that's only being said because of the situation going on right now. Oh, yeah. And if she hadn't said something a month ago, then it would be like, she's really involved. Because that's a selling point. And now it's a selling point to not have her involved. Um, all that stuff is such unfortunate timing. The shit she said was heinous, honestly. Yeah. It's and just... the shit that, like, it's, it's the shit that she continues to even still say, which is like the wild thing. It's not like she said something and was like, oh, I fucked up and I'm going to double down. It's the fact that she's saying things and she continues to say like terrible transphobic stuff, right? Like saying that trans women aren't actual women, trying to def- try and. Essentially, being very extreme in terms of her transphobia and, and 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 a lot of the things that are unacceptable coming from her, um, which is like very unfortunate for this game because I've been been keeping my eye on Twitter and I've been keeping my eye on like comments and um, questions and stuff, and it seems like a lot of people are kind of nervous and are kind of like, "Ooh, yeah, this if, if there's a Harry Potter game coming out, I don't know if I want to support it anymore because J.K. Rowling, you know, is being terrible and J.K. Rowling." Uh, you know, is 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 not necessarily shining the best light on Harry Potter right now. I don't know if I have it in me to want to play something or experience something that is Harry Potter, which is like yeah. terrible because these like the people that worked on this game, nobody at WB is out here, you know, sharing. Well, I'm not gonna say nobody because I don't know, but for the, for the most part, right? Like people aren't out here at, at WB being transphobic on social media in the way that J.K. Rowling is, right? Like over there, you imagine they're they're just like, hey. We just want to make a game. We're here doing our job. We're here trying to make this thing work. We're really excited about this. And this external factor that 
you know we have no control over is yeah. ruining this for us uh which it's sucks which is, which is it, terrible it, it does it does suck and and i'm, I'm hoping that uh something changes and i don't even know what it, what it could be but at least the, it, it sounds like from from this leaked information so none of this is like full but we'll see when they when it launches how they talk about jk you know do they even mention yeah. her because there's a way that the game can and the team can kind of own this and you know get out of as much of the shadow of this as possible where they could kind of convince people hey this isn't about jk i saw somebody suggest that um similar to like the splash screens that they've been doing black vibes matter and all that stuff like the game straight up could just start with a like trans women are women trans men are men yeah. statement trans you know are valid yeah and it's like that yeah. i think can remedy pretty hard um a lot of it won't solve the entire problem but i do think that 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 is a statement of hey this game does not reflect reviews still gets her money and so that that's yeah that's that a conversation like the thing, in, in right? and of itself but um anyways it just you know that sucks but like just talking about the game like i said earlier i think that it's awesome that this game is real um seemingly and i think that the world could be a better place with a, a harry potter rpg yeah and you mentioned a bit how this game seems to have been kicked around in terms of where it's going to get announced and all that stuff we've had reports earlier in the year that um wb was going to have their own event at e3 in order to announce the the games they're working on right from the rock city thing to the wb montreal batman game to this harry potter game and yeah it seems that one covid19 and i guess just everything else in the world push the push those plans forward which makes sense but in a, in a way like I wonder if this game isn't being announced right now also because of the JK Rowling stuff because they want to distance themselves from that because I think that would that would also make sense. Totally um, it would. Yeah. And so it, it's interesting to see that DC Fandom is probably going to have I'm not even going to say probably. DC Fandom is definitely going to have the WB Montreal. It's probably going to have the Rocksteady Suicide Squad game um and then this Harry Potter RPG say the plan is for it to come out late next year, let's say like fall 2021. I could see this being announced at Game Awards or maybe like a late state of play or, or something along those lines. I think that would make sense. This very much feels like a Game Awards announcement. Yeah, exactly. And so I, I, I could see it there. But yeah, it's just crazy to see how much this game has gone through over the course of not even being announced, like seeing it get leaked through seemingly, um, what was it? It was like like mall uh, like tests, like it's such like a crowd test going on, like a yeah. private like test going on at a mall. This this game got leaked from. Um, and then, yeah, seeing the JK Rowling stuff and COVID-19, all the things they listen in the article. Um, it's it's basically a series of unfortunate events for this game, which yeah, is kind of fun. Absolutely. Kind of um, not fun to see, but un- unfortunate. It's, in, it's uh, an interesting time, man. Like there's so many more yeah. factors than there, there used to be when it comes to discussion yeah. around creators, around games, around uh, you know, leak culture, just around reporting on all of this stuff. It's like just video games have, have grown up so rapidly in the last five years that I don't know if everyone's ready to, to have that kind of leap and those jumps. Like the conversations have just simply changed. Uh, so often we see um, people like commenting on kind of funny games daily or about kind of funny games daily is more, more apt to say uh, being like, Hey, keep the politics out of video games. It's like, guys, at this point, video games, you can't separate them. The, the politics are there. They're, they're, it's everywhere around this stuff. Like 
we all just were forced to grow up and are forced to talk about these things in a way that uh, before we could just pretend weren't happening, but they're happening. They're happening now in a way that is in your face and these things need to be discussed because it affects every aspect of these games being made, the games being played, what's going to be made in the future, all of that. So we're all yeah, in this together. To, to big back off of that too, like I think there, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a, man, politics have to be in video games now no like i i look at it very much as hey we get to have these these you know wider and more evolved and uh, more involved experiences thanks to the fact that we get to include so many more elements into our art and into our video games like the fact that for me as a black dude i can look at video games and connect with with uh a game with a black I, i'm looking forward to spider-man miles morales so much a big point of that is because you know, one, I love Spider-Man, but two, I also love Miles Morales as a person of color, right? And that, for me, enhances the experience so, the experience so much when we open ourselves up to that conversation and we open ourselves up to evolving and, and growing video games and making video games an actual an actual grown-up medium, right? Like, when we shut down uh, uh, politics, we shut down discussion, we shut down that stuff from infiltrating video games in a way that... Uh, matters and, and in a way that reflects in the art like we're not allowing our, our art to grow and so like even with even with the with the trans stuff and jk rowling and how that stuff uh kind of plays in right like if anything this gives this kind of gives the game an option or an opportunity to to grow from that right and whether or not it is a direct thing of hey let's make a statement at the front of their front of our game or um something something as as small as or not even small but something like hey let's just include let's include trans options for character creation since this is an rpg and you imagine you're gonna be able to create your own character right like little steps like that and not even little steps like yeah, that that totally, can be that, totally. that that in those in those cases can be very big um you know help improve video games for everyone and so the more and more you talk about this stuff the better and better video games are going to be and so i don't I, I don't i don't necessarily buy the comments that are like hey let's keep this stuff out of video games because this is what allows video games to be better. Matt Douse writes in to patreon.com slash games and says, Hey, Blessing Tim, I've just finished reading Jason Schreier's article on the upcoming Harry Potter RPG and how J.K. Rowling's recent comments have affected the development team. Personally, I think it would be unfair for, for her gross views on trans people the game, as people behind it have likely spent years working their asses off to make the best product they can. In light of this and the numerous gaming industry scandals over the past week, I wondered how you guys feel about the balance of an art, uh, the balance of an artist and their art. Does it affect the quality of a great game for you? If someone behind it is known, if somebody behind it is known to be problematic, keep up the great work. Uh, and they do like the less than three heart emoji, Matt Douse. Dude, this is going to end up being the the question and discussion of our generation. Bless. Like I feel like it is something that. Uh, Every every generation has their their talking points and has their their artists that have you know fell from grace and all that stuff. But for us, having to go through the Michael Jackson stuff, having to go through mm. the R. Kelly stuff, having all that stuff seemingly only get worse as time goes on, right? Chris Brown. Then you go into like anything else when it's just like just modern hip hop in general. And I know I'm right now just staying in music, but look, it's now translating. It's happened in movies where it's like. Um, cool all of all of the movies that were made by uh, weinstein anytime that you see that logo it makes you feel a certain way you know yeah. even if it was just like oh he just funded the movie like otherwise yeah, and he just made money off of this movie but it's like it was made entirely by people that had nothing to do with him it's just that was the business deal that went down when you see that logo it just it hits you you know and it's like when you see video games and when it comes to this type of thing it's like 
it's impossible to separate them. And I feel like it's up to each individual to kind of look at it and decide on an individual basis on each piece of media and piece of art, decide, hey, where is that line? Can I still look at this through a lens of this sucks, but there's this other side too? I think Kanye is a perfect example of this. Like it is so difficult for me to look at this artist that I loved and see what he's turned into. And even when I listen to his new stuff, it's kind of just like, it's almost a hate listen, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But then when I listen to his old stuff now, it hurts me, bless. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, it hurts to to hear the words that he's, he's using and and like the, the, the power behind them and to see what that ends up being is, is so, so impossible to take out of the experience. And I think when it comes to this, it's like, look, like the world's in a different place where you need to be better. And if you're not, and especially when you dig your heels in like JK Rowling has been doing, it's going to affect the thing that people love and respect you for. And it's going to affect their experience with that thing forever. And I mean, look, that sucks. Trust me. It sucks. I have some, some people that I know and artists that I've loved my entire life that I heard bad things about. And I'm just like, well, shit, like, I will never be able to consume it the same way. And that is just an unfortunate truth, but that's life, man. Things aren't just easy to be. You can't just turn things off. Like it, it's going to be there. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's the complicated thing about it is that for, for a lot of it, it is such a case by case basis of, all right, what is the artist's involvement in the art? Cause for music, I think for us, right. For, for music, we look at a Kanye West album and it is very much a, yeah, this is a Kanye West album. Like, you cannot separate the artist from the art here. It's a Kanye West album. This is him rapping about his experiences or rapping about his life or rapping about his beliefs and all this stuff. And that's something you, that's something that for me is nearly impossible to separate. Like, you listen to that stuff with all that stuff in it. Uh, as far as video games, as far as far as far as AAA video games, especially, there, there, are, there are so many more moving parts that it's, it's so hard for me to uh in a lot of cases like come down on one side or the other like it, you really kind of have to make your own judgment for so many things and and i know for for the harry potter rpg harry potter rpg what that conversation is going to come down to for a lot of people is the fact that jk rowling is still going to make money off of this like she's mm-hmm. not she's not she's not working on it actively it doesn't seem like she has any involvement in the actual art but it is her ip and it is her that is going to make some some amount of money off of this um and you know for me coming into it i don't know how how much that is going to affect my want to play this game or my enjoyment to play this game i'm as of right now i'm still looking forward to playing this game because i like the idea of uh an rpg that is in the harry potter universe because i love that universe and i and, and I, lo- I love wb and what and, they, and what they do but there is that element of yeah but jackie rowling's kind of tainted things and jackie rowling is still going to make money off this and I, and I and i understand anybody who is like yeah, I don't want to support this because she gets money, and I think that's very, I think that's very valid, and I think that it, that is okay. Um, yeah. But that is going to change. And with that, the flip side of that, though, bless is like I can look at people and be like, you know, like they can see past that because it is not her; it is a team of people making this game, and they like Harry Potter. They don't give a shit about her all stuff, and it's like cool. That's valid too. Everyone's allowed to make those choices, and like there isn't yeah. a line in the sand when it comes to this. And if there was, the game wouldn't be made. You know, yeah, um, but it's just it is it is something that we can't get away from and we can't pretend doesn't exist. But there are choices to be made. And I think that every single time one of these things happens, which guess what is only going to get more and more and more common. Uh, 
we're just each and every one of us is going to need to to take a real look at it and decide where we stand on that specific issue. And I think that the more we listen to each other and, and hear different views, I think that it is going to change a lot of things and a lot of different forms of art and different in forms of consumption of of media, whether it's video games, movies, music, anything. Tim, let's talk, let's talk about something a little bit more fun. Story number two. Looks like Ubisoft is about to reveal a new Battle Royale game. This is Jordan Allman at IGN. Ubisoft is reportedly rearing up to tease a new FPS Battle Royale game called Hyperscape. The information arrives thanks to a thread from Esports Insider Slasher, who has learned from sources that Ubisoft is reportedly prepare, prepared to tease the game later on Monday. That's today. According to Slash's sources, uh, the game was codenamed Prisma Dimensions, but will run with the title Hyperscape, and is being developed by Ubisoft Montreal. And it, an, an image shown in the thread appears to offer our first glimpse of the game in its apparent futuristic virtual world. The game will apparently be free to play for both PC and consoles with crossplay functionality. The thread also notes that the game is set to enter a closed beta period next week with a full launch planned for, uh, on July 12th. As detailed in the thread, Hyperscape has reportedly been built in partnership with Twitch, and one of the game's features allows Twitch chat to, quote, directly impact the game live with game-changing events, end quote. Ubisoft's digital summer showcase, Ubisoft Forward, is set to air next Sunday, July 12th. Uh, and then there's, uh, Tim, you actually brought this up in the kind of funny Slack. There's a, yeah. there's a Twitter account that's made. There's a Twitter account for the game that's kind of like putting out a little bit more information in screenshots. And one of the interesting things I saw was um, them talking about a little more of the Twitch integration. Uh, so revenue on in-extension bits purchases. Every time a viewer purchases Twitch bits when watching your Hyperscape stream, you get a share of the amount. Motivations for viewers to subscribe. You can decide to open squad invites to subscribers only. Your subscribers get triple vote when voting on GM cards. So this is, it's it's interesting. I don't know if this is going to work, but I feel like I'm at least impressed that Ubisoft is coming this late into the game to, of Battle Royale. It's been kind of weird that they haven't had one yet. You know, like they're like the yeah, last that's big publisher. I'm, su I'm surprised it's taken them this long because they... I want to say they either announced or it was reported that they were working on a on a battle royale. This is back when PUBG was still the hotness, when that was mm -hmm. the battle royale. And in a lot of ways, I want to give them credit. I mean, I, I'm making a lot of assumptions here, but I want to give them credit for kind of letting the 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 world kind of dictate what these games look like. Because I think that we've grown so far from just the oh man, it's PUBG and oh shit, Fortnite's here and like what's going what's going on. There was all the other like little ones that would pop up and, and go away. I forgot what the the super fail one was um oh i know what you're talking about it's from, not lawbreakers uh, it's from cliffy b yeah, yeah it's the yeah. other one um radical heights radical heights yeah what a cool name that, and aesthetic that had exactly but there's that boom right of just like all of those but i think now we're we're refined to the point where battle royales aren't like oh another battle royale it's like cool we have warzone yeah. we have apex we have fortnite it's like there's these different kind of temples that each one does something a little bit different and I think that Yubi right now coming in and trying to have this like Twitch um, integration is super smart. That's what Battle Royale is all about is the Twitch streams and all that. So it's like mm -hmm. having people play and watch and all be part of this uh, experience and like having this kind of ecosystem that is very dependent or at least enhanced by uh, like Twitch viewers or Twitch streamers. That's a pretty interesting um, thing to add to a video game. Will it work? Will people give a shit? Is this too much? Those are all separate questions. <laughs> yeah, and we'll see. Like, I, I, I feel like the Twitch integration stuff can so easily be read as 
uh, gimmicky, but also I've not necessarily played a game heavily and tried to use those Twitch integration stuff because I know Borderlands had a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And from what I played of Borderlands 3, I didn't interact with it at all. Um, and this might actually be a task for Twitch chat to, to, to let me know if somebody wants to keep an eye on that. Like, did that stuff make a huge difference? Did that stuff work for you? Did that stuff was that stuff cool? Was that stuff awesome? Like, let me know in Twitch chat. Um, because I'm 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 curious to see if that can uh be something more than a gimmick. Because whenever I read Twitch integration, I'm like, all right, cool, sounds good. Something I'm not gonna use, but you know, sounds like it could be cool. Um, but yeah, to what you're saying also, Battle Royale, I feel like has as a genre has proven itself to be something has proven itself to be more of a genre rather than this like than a gimmick yeah rather than gimmicks here's the thing it it was a one-hit wonder that there was a lot of of me too elements of people that made similar singles that were hits to different degrees it is now a full-on genre where it's just like okay cool there's things that work there's things that don't work and i think that you can take both of those and still not have a successful game like if you don't have the things that don't work and do have things that work you still need one extra level of like appeal and fan base and that's yeah. going to be very difficult to get if you're not offering something that's that's very unique. And I will say this game, like what's it called? Hyperscape? Hyperscape, yeah. It's like that on my gut says is a horrible name, but I can already hear people say, like, let's go to the scape. Uh, I mean, I would have I probably I, I might have said the same thing about Apex Legends. And like and, and that's the thing, is it's like stupid names sometimes just eventually can catch on. And I'm hyperscape is just dumb enough that it could work, um, especially with the aesthetic. It looks rad as fuck. Look at me. Look at this. I'm in hyperscape right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and I'm so curious to see what this game is, what the what what the reveal is and what this looks like because for me to what we're saying about Battle Royale and and how they've kind of grown and and built on themselves over the last 3 years especially. There is there have been so many different elements that that different battle royales have pulled from each other that have then push the medium forward in a way and the reason why i always i always cite apex legends as my game of the year last year is because i've apex legends to me was the game last year that pushed a genre forward more so than any other game i had played that year like apex legends came out and it it had the the um the revive system it had the ping system it had um this map where every everything for me like all the different locations felt like their own multiplayer maps right like excellent excellent map design in that game and you saw Fortnite see some of the elements of Apex Legends and go, hey, let's take some of that. Even Radical Heights, the failed one, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's some lessons to be learned from that. You know, I, I'm pretty sure Fortnite took the um, the the uh, vendor system from that game. And so there there's so much innovation happening in Battle Royale. And so I'm very excited to see what Ubisoft is able to bring to the table, especially if that's something more so than, than uh, Twitch integration, or even if it is the Twitch integration that's, that proves to actually be really, really innovative. Well, and also, look, um, hey, we don't exciting. need to wait long, right? July 12th? Yeah, that's soon. So, like, here's that's the soon. thing is, is like Ubisoft's digital summer, summer showcase, Ubisoft Forward, set to air Sunday, July 12th. So, we're going to get a lot more info on this game, and it's going to be available that day. Like, that's pretty rad. Yeah, that's pretty rad. Uh, and that reminds me, reminds me a lot of Apex Legends. Um, especially when they mentioned in the story here, right, that it seems to be an FPS first-person sh- first-person shooter uh, battle royale set in a futuristic virtual world. A lot of this is giving me Apex Legends vibes, which mm-hmm. is exciting me in particular. And so, and and they say that it seems like it's going to get revealed way for way before Ubisoft Forward, also. But July twelfth will be that 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 launch, uh, or they say full launch here in the article. So I mean, I got to imagine. We'll I mean, they're they're officially teasing it now. And correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't seem like 
oh, it leaked and now they're starting to tease it. It feels like it. Th- this was always part of the plan. It looks like it leaked like it seems like it leaked an hour or two before their official putting out of information. But like, I don't mm. think that that was a reaction. And See, I could be this, wrong. This official putting out of information is interesting to me because I don't, as far as I understand, none of the, none of the, the like Ubisoft accounts on Twitter are retweeting it. It seems like it's just limited to this at play underscore hyperscape account, which seems like a real account. But at the same mm. time, I wonder if this is just them prepping things. So maybe, okay, maybe it did know. leak that. Maybe, I mean, maybe this wasn't supposed to be out there. But either way, I got to imagine that there's going to be a lot of info. If they, if this info existed on the Twitter, they knew what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> and like, I think yeah. as far as I'm concerned, the marketing has already begun. <laughs> this is all part of the plan. And you got to imagine over the next 13 days, there's going to be you know, more information coming from this game leading up to it launching and being like available. Is it free to play? That's the big question I have. I got to imagine. Oh yeah. Is. I wonder that would make, that would make the most sense for it to be free to play, but we'll have to wait and see. Speaking of Twitch story. Number three, Dr. Disrespect has been banned on Twitch. This is from Matt Kim at IGN guy beam, better known as the streamer. Dr. Disrespect has been banned, banned from the streaming service, Twitch on Friday. Dr. Disrespect's channel, which previously had over 4 million followers, no longer appears to be available on the service. What was immediately strange about the situation was the secrecy behind the reason for Dr. Disrespect's ban. Twitch reporters like Rod Breslau went as far as to say that while the ban is permanent, they're reluctant to share the, the reason why because of the, quote, importance and sensitivity of the matter. Twitch has not announced the reason for Dr. Disrespect's most recent ban, uh, and it's unclear how long the ban will last. Beam was previously banned in July 2019 after he was caught filming from the LA Convention Center bathrooms during E3 2019. That's crazy to me that that was 2019, because that feels like it was half a decade ago. <laughs> Arkham continues, uh, since he began streaming in 2015, Dr. Disrespect has grown into one of, the, one of Twitch's biggest personalities. He broke out by streaming games like H1Z1 before exploding in popularity thanks to PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. What's even more surprising is that earlier this year, Dr. Disrespect signed an exclusive multi-year deal with Twitch reportedly worth millions of dollars. But now, a few months later, after the deal was announced, Twitch seems to have banned the popular streamer. IGN has reached out to Twitch Dude, for a statement. that's right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, not only is he a major streamer, they did that whole exclusive to Twitch video thing. Holy shit! Okay, yeah, man, that makes that adds such a layer to this that I think is so wild. Um, The IGN article continues. IGN has reached out to Twitch for a statement, but the company provided no specific reason for the ban. Instead, Twitch provided the following statement: "Quote." As is our process, we take appropriate action when we have evidence that a streamer has acted in violation of our community guidelines or terms of service. These apply to all streamers, regardless of status or prominence in the community, end quote. Uh, In his first public tweets since the incident, Dr. Disrespect writes that, quote, Twitch has not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. Firm uh, Firm handshakes to all for the support during this difficult time, end quote. Tim, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. And it honestly, like, this is the type of thing that I am not that up on the, the Dr. Disrespect bandwagon and all that stuff. I don't know all the, the latest going ons. Um, I think it's bizarre that we don't know the reason yet. And, and, and let me put it this way. I don't think it's bizarre Twitch isn't saying the reason. Like, Twitch has the rights to do whatever they're doing. And if they're respecting privacy and all that, we can't be mad at them for all that. I'm surprised we don't know from other people that are just saying shit they're not supposed to be yeah. saying, right? Like the fact that the internet hasn't detective worked this one out is like, what the fuck is actually going on? Like, 
because him him saying here that Twitch has notified me on uh, has not notified me on the specific reason behind their decision. Like to me, that it, the word specific definitely implies like that there there a reason reasons were given, but it's not like the specific you did this exact thing on this date. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I can, I'm, that could just be like as broad as oh, you broke the terms of service is a reason, and it they could have been referring to the bathroom thing, you know, but they didn't say that. And that seems like such a weird case for Dr. Disrespect, who's one of the biggest streamers on the platform. Like, you, I, I feel like those conversations would have had to have gotten specific at a certain point. Or the conversations are still happening and, and they're trying to work things out or, or there's something legal going on. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that as Dr. Disrespect, you get an email that is like, hey, you've been banned for violating in terms of service. And that's it. Especially because you have a deal with them. You know, that adds such, such a layer to to um you know what's going on here right you're getting paid with a deal to stream there exclusively and so you imagine those conversations have to get deep um i mean that's it's it's just fucking insane man like to look at a ninja getting paid what he did to go exclusively to mixer and then mixer just goes away and then to see uh, dr disrespect getting paid you gotta imagine a fuck ton of money and then three months later getting banned from the thing it's like holy shit if there's any lesson to be learned here it's understand the value of money and personalities you got to be careful and make sure you are making the perfectly right investment or else you are a fool you are a fool of a company that is just doing things completely wrong i just i don't understand how how it can continue to happen this way and i i got to imagine the tim getty's take on this is twitch is trying to step up now in a way it hasn't before it is getting more shit than ever for supporting toxic personalities and i'm not specifically talking about dr disrespect i'm just saying with everything that's been going on the last couple weeks um and with where the country is at at this point in time i feel like everyone has more fire um on their ass than ever before and i imagine that twitch from within i know so many people at twitch that are good people that that work there and i can imagine that they're pissed because I know their stances on things. And I imagine that they're like, what the fuck? Why are we not handling this correctly? Why do we have double standards? Why do we have this? Why do we have that? And I think it's working its way up. And I think that mm. a lot of these things and a lot of the the bands and the kind of steps that they're taking is a result of all of this. And I think that a reckoning is, is, has been long overdue. And I think it's hidden us at once. And I think there's going to be a lot of questions in the air. And a lot of people are going to be upset. But here we go. Man. We shall see soon what happened with Dr. Disrespect. Speaking of things, we shall see soon. Story number four, our last news story of the day. Is Kojima teasing Death Stranding 2? This is Andy Robinson at VGC, uh, who writes, In a tweet posted this weekend, Kojima said he was designing his, quote, new title with longtime collaborator and character artist Yoji Shinkawa, uh, and discussing, quote, the setting for each character, the background, the world, the colors, uh, the characteristics, the roles, the images, ideas, and keyword, end quote. I don't know what that means, but all this sounds cool to me, especially when it's with uh, Yoji Shinkawa. The article continues, in a second tweet, Kojima posted an image of a vehicle which appears to be uh, brandished with the name Bridges, which is a company featured in Death Stranding. PS4 exclusive Death Stranding released in November 2019, and according to Kojima, the game sold enough copies to recover its its development costs. A PC version of Death Stranding is planned for release in July. Death Stranding actor Norman Reedus has, uh, recently claimed he was, quote, in talks to work on another project with Kojima Productions and suggested that it could be Death Stranding related. 
Tim, what do you think there's a chance we get Death Stranding 2? I do think there's a chance. I got to be honest, I don't want that personally. Like, I would mm-hmm. want Kojima to be working on anything other than a Death Stranding 2. Death Stranding didn't vibe with me. I don't want more of, of that game. And I feel like a sequel to it isn't going to solve the issues I had with it. Um, that's a personal selfish thing, but it doesn't sound like it's that personal because them saying that it's sold enough to cover the cost of production while impressive, not a hit. Yeah, that's not you know? enough. <laughs> yeah. So I would obviously rather hit a metal gear, but a new IP from him, something totally different and new, another shot. I'm, I'd be down for that. Um, but I'm sure there's a group of people that would be really stoked about this. Kevin, you know? in the doc, I have the the uh, tweet highlighted from Kojima, so we can take a closer, yeah, co- closer I was look at it. it. Yeah, oh, you were? Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Sorry, I always have Tim full screen, so I don't have oh. to see myself in my bummy room. Um, okay. Do you want me to show it again? But Actually, no. In the, if you've already shown it, it's actually fine. You, you have right. to show it again. But yeah, in that image, you can see that uh, there's concept art. And then, yeah, if you zoom into that concept art, it looks like there's basically like a, a, a structure that has the word bridges on it. Um, which is really interesting. For me, as somebody who liked Death Stranding, I also don't want to see Death Stranding 2. I, I, I like the idea of Kojima continually, continually working on new things. Um, yeah. Just because like, I, I like his new ideas, right? Like, especially, especially with something like Death Stranding that was so polarizing to begin with. I feel like putting out another Death Stranding would be kind of boring um because we we would know pretty much what to expect from it at this point Mm -hmm. like part part of the appeal and part of the allure of death stranding was the fact that none of us had any idea what it was or what it could be or mechanically how it played out there's there was such a mystery around death stranding and i feel like for kojima to put out a death stranding too where we kind of have a grasp on what that game might be at least like mechanically maybe not in terms of story but i don't know man that wouldn't be as exciting to me to Um, your point about Death Stranding, like part of the, the intrigue being us not understanding how it could be a video game. Bless, how nuts is it that it is a video game? And that video game came out. Like Death Stranding it, exists. Dude, yeah. We know what the game is. It was a game. <laughs> like all of those it, it, things are it, it crazy exists. to me. And and the fact that it was the game that it was is still a thing <laughs> that kind of blows my mind because that game was such a just a left turn in terms of Hey, let's make a game where you're a delivery delivery person in the post-apocalypse, and there are there are these BTs, but also you got to carry around a BB, and also Norman Reedus is the main character, but Guillermo del Toro is here for some reason also. Um, yeah, man, what a game! What a game! What a fever dream! But it, it, hey, it's real and it's out, <laughs> dude. Tim, I'm really yeah. excited to see what this next game from Kojima might be, but that announcement is so far away. If I want to know what is coming to Mom and Drop shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got Blaster Master Zero for PS4, Blaster Master Zero 2 for PS4, Golf on Mars for PC and Mac, Project Senko for PC, The Night Fisherman for PC and Mac, Alien Cat 4 for PC, and then Void Space for PC and Mac. We have no new dates. Uh, deal of the day, though, uh, your PS Plus games for July have been revealed. It's the 10th anniversary of PS Plus, and so we're getting three games instead of two. NBA 2K20, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and then the bonus game, Erica. That's right, Erica. Oh, okay. The FMV Interactive 
cinematic game where you're using your phone or your touchpad on your PS4 controller to play that I played as soon as it came out back in August and it was not that good. It was not it was not fun. Yeah, kind of a um, bummer. It was a bummer. But if you like those types of games, it's an interesting experience to say the least. Yeah. I don't regret playing it. It wasn't great, but I don't That's regret fair. playing it. And you so, know what else is out today, Bless? What's that, Tim? Min Min, baby. Join in Smash. Oh, I didn't realize that was today. Yeah. I'm ooh, I might actually have to pick up some Got Smash some more spirits. Let's some go. More spirits. Got that. Um, there was a there was a great hard drive article. Of course, hard drive is the video kind of the video games version of the onion. Um, they had an article that they posted, I think, today that was um the inclusion of the Fallout Boy outfit in Smash has introduced new bugs into the game. The, it was a joke that was phrased a lot better on Twitter, but the, the joke was Fallout's a buggy game. They put mm. they put the Fallout guy in Smash. That's funny. That made it buggy. Um, yeah. Harddrive.com. Go listen to them. They make jokes better than I do. Uh, now it's time <laughs> for Reader Mail. You can write into patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Brooke Lennon. Did you know that making small changes to your everyday life can lead to huge positive changes to your lifestyle? The right towel turns a bathroom into a spa. The right loungewear turns function into luxury. And the right bedding turns a bed into a retreat. You know Brooklyn as the, as the internet's favorite sheets, but they're also home to bedding, loungewear, towels, and more with over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. Kind of Funny loves Brooklinen. Uh, they're luxury products at a low price. And Tim loves that he can get the right colors to match his room. Isn't that right, Tim? Oh, of course. You know me. You know I love colors. You know I love matching those colors to things like jackets and rooms. And Brooklinen has allowed me to do that on my bed in my bedroom. And I love it. Soft sheets, you know, soft pillowcases, all of that stuff. It's great. My room's looking real pretty. I'm pretty proud of it. Pretty proud of it. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. Uh, they work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. All luxury products without the luxury markup. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make big differences. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a limited or with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code GAMES only at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Tim. Yes. The Sheep Whisperer writes in Ooh. to patreon.com slash games just like you can and says, good morning. It is just a few days before July and Sony and Microsoft are still playing their game of console price chicken. Rounding up to July, there are only five months until the alleged release of the two consoles. What is the absolute latest they can wait to reveal the prices? Do you think this game of chicken has, has hurt either company, uh, whether it be with their reputation with fans, financially with pre-orders, or in stocks? Thanks for, thanks for a little ray of sunshine each day, the sleep whisper. I think that if this world was not in the state that it's in right now, and it was just video games as usual, that we would have heard the prices already and all of this would be out the window. It wouldn't even be a conversation. The fact of the matter is there are so many factors that matter more than them getting the price out when it comes to how many of these can they even manufacture in time? When is the release date? How are consumers going to be able to, to get these things? Is shipping going to be uh, okay? Are people going to be able to get There's So many questions that are so important that, I don't think that it really matters at the end of the day because they're going to sell out instantly. Like, and Microsoft and Sony yeah. both know that. And I think that that falls down to not only is it exciting and these are new consoles, but 
uh, that there's going to be fewer of them on shelves or available to be delivered to you. So, so with that, like I, there's no reason for them to put this number out there until they absolutely have to. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think those are the two big factors here. Like one being that these consoles are going to be manufactured in limited supply, according to reports that we've had from Bloomberg um, earlier in the year. And so you imagine that either way, they expect both companies probably expect these consoles to sell out um, mm-hmm. within their launch windows. And so at that being the case, they're probably not worried about pre-orders and um, uh, like, you know, get getting that that ramp up going as far as uh, people being able to get their console. They probably care care less about that, and at this point, just care about advertising and marketing their console as the better console. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's one. And then, yeah, too, I think COVID nineteen has thrown such a wrench into things for the same reasons you're saying. Right? Like people, as, as far as disposable income, like people uh, are probably going to be in a different place in November than they expect it to be in general. Um, there's so much uncertainty with, with manufacturing processes and so many different things that go into that. The world is just in a weird place. And in a, in a world where we didn't have COVID, I think we would have gotten the prices already. But the fact of the matter is like things are just screwed up in terms of, um, what, what those processes are. And it seems like, the better option for both companies right now is playing safe and being like, hey, let's wait until August or let's wait until later on to reveal the price because we can and there's no rush. And if we rush it, we can end up shooting ourselves in the foot. Look, um, shadiest business possibly imaginable, but I wouldn't put it past any of these big guys is, yeah, put out a price. Have it be super high because you know it's going to sell out for this first one. You can always have a price drop next year. You can always do that. And yeah. like that comes with its own you know, downside of just public perception and shit, but like they're playing chicken right now. Microsoft yeah. and Sony, like they, they don't want to be the first to drop a number because the numbers can change. Like they're the ones that decided this, like they can decide to take a loss to be able to get the goodwill of the the people. Cause it's so important right now going into this generation um, to have people that, are, that there are so many people out there that are going to have to choose a side. So the more enticing offers you can give someone to choose your side, the better. So we'll have to see with all this, man. It's it's such an interesting time. We got a Gamescast this week is going to be us talking about um, the whole this summer, the E3 situation yeah. um, and just kind of like reflecting on it, like what we hope happens next year and kind of like this whole all the announcements that have been going on. I'm pretty excited to talk about that with you guys because um, this is a big element of that, right? Is like, yeah the, the launch process of, of these games like i was thinking about it again this morning like um the Eurogamer put up a, an article that kind of just echoed my thoughts that I, I put out last week about xbox where they announced the 2020 initiative and they're just like hey it's may every month we're gonna have information about xbox leading up to its launch it's june 29th what happened in june yeah, and it's like I, I, they didn't. There was no event. They didn't say there was going to be an event. Um, but Aaron Greenberg said it's going to be different than an inside Xbox. Okay, what was it? Just a bunch of blog posts that reiterated information we already knew. Like, and I joked about this with Greg last week. But it's like, cool. Then don't call it inside Xbox or don't call it Xbox 2020. That's just life. That's just how things have always happened. There's always blog posts going up. And I know things change. Yeah. And we got to give them the benefit of the doubt there because. We're in a crazy place, but things haven't changed that much since then. Like when that was all yeah. going on, like that things. I don't know, man. I mean, there, because I'm 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 with you because that was that's a question I've been asking myself because I think we were theorizing that. Oh yeah, in in May we'll get that 
look at third party Xbox Series X games. July will get first party Xbox Series X games. June is going to be this different event. Obviously, that's the console reveal, right? And yeah, we get we get silence. And I I, I think to to um things being being crazy right now. I think that first week of June got very crazy in terms of the protest. Mm-hmm. Um and like things have kind of just been a little bit crazy since then. That I. I I I have a theory that maybe they just took that and they're like, hey, let's just do it in August. But at the same time, I'm like, man, is that really how it, how it happened? And it's just one of those things that I'm just like, I have no idea. I have no idea what happened to that June event or if well, it was just the blog post. Jeff Grubb in the chat says, no, Xbox delayed the June Lockhart reveal to August. They just didn't announce it. My story's going up soon. And that totally makes sense. Okay. But and that, personally, okay, that makes sense. I feel like that's totally fine. Things change. Things happen. You have to do something in June. If you're shifting that, shift something to June. One game announcement. Do something that's like interesting because you said you can't have this 2020 thing where every month is going to be something and the second month misses something. <laughs> like that is utterly ridiculous, especially in the same month that PlayStation fucking was just like, yeah. hey, guess what, motherfuckers? You do want a PS5. I know you already yep. knew that, but here's a million reasons why. <laughs> yep. Lee Polero writes in and says, in regards to last week's discussion about the Avengers game, could it have been better to, to be a games and service that released heroes periodically, while only starting with two or three? Nail down the play style of the first couple, then move on to the, other, to the others once they're fully fleshed out and feel like how they're supposed to. It would seem more lacking at the get-go, but could have been, could have been huge over time. Uh, thanks for all you do. And Greg, cromulent is a perfectly cromulent word. Tim, first of all, I don't know what's up with this cromulent nonsense. Don't worry. The about second it. of all, <laughs> is that a, is that a Simpsons reference? Um, it, is. it is. Second of all, do you think it would be a smart idea for the Avengers game to release with two or three heroes off the bat and then just build from there? I mean, yes, but I also feel like that's what it's doing. But it's a bit more than two. But it's five. Yeah. Which I don't think is that much. Like, I, I guess it's a weird thing where I get where Lee's coming from here, but with what this game is, I think two isn't enough. Three isn't enough. It looks like what we're getting six because yeah, we got five because we have the core. Oh, okay, right? Thor. Well, not all of them because Hawkeye's not there. So, so yeah, we, nobody cares about Hawkeye. Yeah, but still, uh, he's core. So it's like we got we got Hulk, we got Iron Man, we got Thor, we got Black Widow, we got Miss Marvel, right? Yes, they that's five. Cap- I didn't say Captain America, but Captain America seems to only be playable in the little intro thing, and then he, he dies. He'll be back. I mean, okay, cool. Then if we add we him, that, he'll be back. There's six playable characters that we've seen. Okay. That, yeah, doesn't seem, that doesn't seem insane. Like, for a $60 game, if this if this was a free-to-play game that they were then, oh, you, you pay for each hero, that'd be a little bit different. But for a $60 game, I feel like six heroes is... They better be able to fucking make that feel good from the beginning or else this game sucks. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's kind of my thing too. I think Crystal Dynamics, they're in between kind of a rock and a hard place in a way that I keep referencing Fallout 76 in Anthem over and over and over again. And I'm trying to think of different references. And so maybe I'll go back to Destiny 1 or even Division at launch or so many other games and services at launch where... You have this game that people are looking forward to that is big budget, that has a big IP attached to it. And in ways, you are leading up as Crystal Dynamics to one of the bigger uh, games as a service releases of the generation. 
which means that people ha are going to have so many expectations off the bat. And we've seen time after time after time that it's so hard to have an amazing games as a service game off the bat. Like that is kind of rare, right? Like um, Division 2, you know, is kind of one of the rare ones that I can think of, of. Oh, yeah, this game is a games as a service, live service game. Launched really good. Had a really good launch. You know, people were satisfied. Had, a, had the raid that people were kind of about on console but for the most part that launch went pretty well you have a game like borderlands 3 that launched pretty well and i don't know if i, I don't think i'll mold that into the same category as much but still a game that is kind of a live service game that, that is going to live over a period of time that is multiplayer and all that stuff avengers i i kind of right now for me somebody who who pays attention and somebody who is looking forward to this game i've kind of already written it off at launch at launch i'm already assuming that this game is not going to be amazing and i don't and need dude, it to not be, not but... to fucking get on my goddamn high horse here but it's just like this is the end of the ps4 and xbox one generation a generation mm -hmm. that fairly early on got destiny which kind of created the 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 um archetype for a failed game launch of this type yeah. of magnitude and it's like we should learn from this and it's like we should it should not be and when especially coming off of something like anthem all of that you add avengers to the mix for a game that we first heard about in January 2017, get out of yeah. here. No, this needs to work. This needs to be good from the get-go. Moving into next gen, they're trying to turn, like have this be like this uh, end of last, or this gen, going into next gen like, and continue on with like a bunch of characters and all that shit. You can't fuck uh, up the launch. Yeah, and part of me- Or else don't is... make this type of game and just make a Spider-Man type game like people actually fucking want. And, that's and I think that's problem. the thing. That's the that's the thing, though. And I think this game was announced what in twenty fifteen ish. Did, my thing is, did they say yes to to a project, and then like was was it a project that later on they realized, fuck, there is literally no way to make this happen the way that it, that that people want it to happen. Like, is it possible? And possible is wrong is is the wrong word. But how likely is it for us to put out a game, put to put out this live service game that's going to have a, a long tail that has this IP attached to it that is that is this big huge thing that has all these different moving elements to it that is going to be incredible at launch and then it's going to have post launch content that is also going to be incredible at a certain point like that that ask is too big and i wonder for them if like in 2015 they were like oh yeah people are, this is a new thing people are making it happen this is like the new trend we'll make this work and in 2020 they're like fuck delay it again because we can't get this thing to work right now like we can't get this thing up to expectation because it's just a huge undertaking i wonder if that it, yeah. i don't know man don't there's know, man. there's this... there's so much to do in terms of games and service games and totally i hope but next generation you know doesn't need see to be a better... games as a service game a, a, avengers. avengers game made by crystal dynamics it's like there's just so many elements of this that and again, I know I'm coming off like very angry about this, <laughs> and it's just like like the, I'm. I hope beyond hope that this game is good. I hope beyond hope that I enjoy this game, even though I don't typically enjoy these type of games. I don't expect any of that to be true. But the the mm -hmm. thing for me is that this needs to be good because right now it feels like a cash grab. Every element of this is like, well, we got the biggest IP. Let's just throw all our teams on it and let's just like make this thing happen because we need a game that just prints money. And it's like. Looking at it, it feels that way. And it's like, that's not good for Avengers. After yeah. we've seen what the MCU can do, after we've seen what a Spider-Man video game can be. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think I think what is what is coming off is what might be anger is more so just excitement. 
right? Like we want this game to be very good because we're like we love Avengers, we love Crystal Dynamics, we know they're an amazing studio, and we don't want to we don't want to see see them put out a project that involves all those things, but then underwhelms, right? Like we Bro. really want this game, we really want this game to be good, and, and I hope it is, man. I hope I guess, it is. I guess that you you just said something that like to like turn the anger down a bit. Crystal mm-hmm. Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Avengers. Those are all exciting things. Yes. Then when I look 100%. at this, when I look at this game right now, it doesn't remind me of any of those things. You know, or at least yeah. not the things I like about those things in the case of Avengers. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. We'll see. Now it's time to squat up. Draken writes in with a squad up for Smite and says, Smite is a third-person action MOBA that throws you into the driver's seat of some of the most uh, famous mythological characters in history. I'm excited for the upcoming changes to the game. They recently released Cthulhu as one of the playable characters, and they have an Avatar The Last Airbender Battle Pass coming next month. What the shit? Uh, I hear from other players that that they feel this is one of the, one of the least toxic MOBA communities. All noobs and returning players are welcome in my games. Avatar The Last Airbender is coming to the Smite. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I just finished actually watching Avatar The Last Airbender a few months ago, and the show's great. It's an amazing show. It's a really good one. Highly recommend it. It's on Netflix now. Uh, you can add Draken in-game on Smite um, with the username DrakenXPrime. That is spelled D-R-A-C-O-N-X-P-R-I-M-E. DrakenXPrime. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we get wrong as we get it wrong. For some reason, my Excel spreadsheet is loading very slowly and it's not populating. Tim, do you happen to have you're wrong open by any chance? I do. Ooh, baby. Um, it's There's a lot, but a lot of them seem to be repeats. So let's go through okay. this here. Um, oh, it's not opening for me for some reason. It's weird. Okay, Ryan T from Tennessee says, wasn't going to write this in, but it all goes along with the Twitch doc ban. Twitch has also banned the official Trump campaign Twitch channel for violating the terms of service uh, based on Trump's comments at the rallies broadcast on the Twitch channel. <laughs> wow. Is this Okay, so yeah, people are saying this is breaking. That's wild. Oh, man. Um, Azalamji. Oh, Azalamij says, uh, a Hyperscape open beta is also coming before the game launches on July 12th um but they said the game the story said the game launches on july 12th though yeah so this beta is before the game launches. oh before the game okay i see and they also um say ubisoft montreal the devs of hyperscape worked on rainbow six siege so they have experience in the realm of online multiplayer games that's great news that is great news um lots of people talking about trump Uh, Destin says Destiny was a PS3 game, which I don't remember us saying that it wasn't. But to clarify, yes, Destiny is on is on PS3, the first Destiny. Yeah, I think he's responding to the fact that I said that uh that I I was saying Destiny was not the beginning of PS4. I was I was wrong about that. Everything's a fucking gotcha. flat circle. I mean, it did come out toward the beginning of the PS4 though. It it was just a cross console release like it came out on, on both uh and it's that's it I'm not seeing it. yeah that looks like it's it for kind of funny.com slash you're wrong this week's hosts are 
tomorrow it's Imran and me. Wednesday it's Greg and Gary. Thursday it's Greg and me, and then Friday it's me and Greg. And of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, right here on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreoncom slash Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>